Hello and welcome back to Conspire Me, the podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Ren. And we are your hostesses for this show. Um, just to, excuse me, um, just to let you all know, everything discussed in this episode are our opinions. And this shows for entertainment purposes only. Um, Ren, how are you doing? I'm good, Laura. How's it going? It's good. I thought this time we could do a little more of an intro because last episode where we talked about the Titanic, it got a little bit rushed. I think we were just too excited to really get into the episode and mm-hmm. we're both new at this at this podcasting thing. So if you want to, um, I don't know, do you want to talk about how we know each other? Well, we really got to know each other when you came to do my makeup in the feature film Vampires Are Real. And yeah, that was so, good times. <laughs> yeah, so I'm That like, was a fun day. That was very, very fun. And, you know, and spoiler alert, I was a vampire. So Laura like brought on like great eyeshadow and we just kind of talked and went to different locations and um yeah. you know, we just soon got to know each other more and we were kind of very interested in what's really like, do people really think this or what do people believe? Or like our vampires are real. Like the whole title yeah. <laughs> was kind of like, you know, things that people look up and, and then it kind of like spurred this conversation. And as we found that, like we were curious and we had our own theories about things and we enjoyed the, you know, using our voices in an entertainment, you know, theatrical recording type way, we're like, let's just talk about this stuff. And oh, 100%. I love conspiracies. I love them. I love finding the truth in them or even finding, you know, that they're not true. I just love delving into them. Um, so I think it's been fun so far. Absolutely. And, you know, so many conspiracies come true. And and so there's this thing where like it's just great to learn deep dive and, and just kind of like counter point out different things. And so we uh, we are already kind of talking about at length with topics, and we're like, why not just record this? Hundred <laughs> percent. Like, just record it. And I don't know about you, but I'm like a true crime junkie too. But I don't know if I can delve into that all the time. So this is kind of a good medium well, for me. Yeah, that was something we started that kind of kicked that off the podcast top because it was like, yeah. I had never been into crime or like a real life crime either until like I had some real life events that were like, like, whoa, is this are people really like, what is a narcissist? Like, I didn't even know. And, oh, I'm like, and then you get, I could go like, on, you get stalked or something. And you're just like, what? Like, So then my mind, I realized went into survival mode. I'm like, I want to hear these podcasts that are these, you know, like you said, the real life crime kind of like, you know, what happened. And even if they're weird, I realized that my mind as a survival technique is like, oh, but she, she had the hammer, but then she had this and then, but they hid here. And and like, from my mind, it like kind of like goes, oh, okay. So next time I'm in that weird situation, I know what to do. Got it. Yeah. So there's like a- So you- Enjoy true crime (laughs) to help you survive a hypothetical situation that could potentially, but probably not ever happen. (laughs) Well, except like, right. I mean, never say never, but but like as a survival technique. Yeah. The people that come up to me in public, I'm just like, whoa. And um, yeah, you have some crazy stories. People that are drawn to you. It's something else. Aspect. I, I would be like literally like ducking and hiding and avoiding it. Like, you know, but it's, it's, it's like, okay, wow. And you just realize, so yeah, but anyhow. See, that's funny because I started getting into true crime just you know, back in the Dateline days, I mean, Dateline's still on, but you know, I would watch it 12, 13 years ago on the TV, because I liked watching the interviews with the suspects, because I could figure out if they were lying or not. So to me, it was kind of like a puzzle to figure out who's the liar, (laughs) the innocent one. Um, And so to me, it's kind of like solving a puzzle and trying to solve the mystery. So I think more people, women especially kind of gravitate it towards it the same for the same reason you do to kind of figure out what to do should you be in that situation but um 
Anyway, should we move on? Sure. Okay. Is there anything in the news that's been on your mind lately? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's a lot, but anything that you want to talk about. Everybody realize (laughs) this is April 2023. So, you know, (laughs) the laugh. Um, Well, you know, I've just really started getting actually for the first time involved with the news in a real way where I'm going to be speaking at my, I think this Monday, I'm going to be actually speaking at a county thing for a, they've rushed illegally through a bill that's going to like, take away our amendment rights here, which is in your state. And so I might speak, which that's so out of my wheelhouse. But what I've heard is the only people speaking up at these meetings are 13 and 14 year olds that have never voted before or not even like legally involved with this. It's better like pushing this like communist agenda. It's very right. Like, and you've never, you've never gone up and spoken in a political sense, no. but in your well, career, you've been able to get up and talk about things. Um, and, and, and in your career as an actress and everything. So I think if you have the capability of having a voice, you should go have a voice with these issues that are real. I mean, yeah. Cause the issue is someone watches you on TV and goes, you're a vampire. And then they're saying they can basically take away, uh, you know, if you have guns, they can take it away for any reason. Okay. So I'm on screen acting as a vampire and, uh Oh, she could be a vampire. Let's take away her. You know, it's like literally like an extreme example, but people are so, I feel like people, so the reason we even do this podcast is we've realized, like I started looking up some of these topics and they were certain real specific ones were super censored. And so we are dealing with censorship. We are dealing with like, it is harder to get some of these facts and there's a real propaganda agenda for decades. So I don't think, you know, I think especially with the younger generation unfortunately they're like getting it like heavy and so like they're believing with their peer peer, there's a peer pressure there's a teacher pressure there's a what's on your commercials and tv but like you know just it's harder to dig you know deep dive and find some of the stuff but um yeah you know as far as the news we're i'm just seeing so many radical you know they're really taking away our rights and so what i really learned is our constitution is um it doesn't enforce on its own like a law. You have to actually stand up and say, nope, or else you're actually, they see it as consent. Like you consent to your rights being taken away. So it's like, oh, okay, right. I don't really want right. to do this, but right. um, I don't like being, you know, um, yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, so the news, I mean, the news that I'm seeing is that you're actually having to speak up and do stuff at this point in a legal way to voice that, which I would prefer not to, but I also don't want to lose my God-given rights, is what I see. I think that's super important to speak up. And if you have the opportunity to go do that, um, I love that, that you'd be willing to go and do that. Yeah, so it's, it's we're making a lot of people are making tough choices. You're either going to make tough choices with your family's, you know, money, or you're going to have to speak up ahead of time and be like, "Whoa!" Because in this state, we um, so many people paid taxes that they have like a huge surplus of money, but then they're deciding to like then still take things away, and you're like, "Time out!" <laughs> it's kind of weird, and I and unfortunately, who knows? But um. Yeah. You know, that's the hard lesson. I think also, like, I've just realized it's facts over feelings and it's truth over. Um, I'm, I'm just really big on telling the truth. And if people. That's true. And, that's a, and I feel like that is more important than like smiling and lying. It's more important to tell the truth, like, especially when you're asked of it or you're expected of it, not just like walking around and like, you know, but I feel like several times even today, people like told a lie or like really got into their feelings and like were against the facts and and then they ask you and you're responsible for that. So part of this too is, you know, revealing the truth and, and, and standing for, I don't know. I think we need to use our voices. I, I just feel that 
it's a, that's the calling I have. So this is a great thing to be a part of. So that's a long, long answer. That is awesome. so going into all these like, this is happening and this, and it could be this. It's like, it's, it's like, what can we do when it's so big out of the thing? Then at least don't lie. You know, at least tell For the sure. truth. At least don't be a coward. Be, and don't be assume scared. somebody else is going to stand up for what you want done. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Are you ready to get into today's topic? Let's go. Okay. Today Please. we are going to be talking about the Mandela effect. And we're also going to throw in some facts about the CERN super collider and time slipping and time travel and how all of that connects. I'm super excited to get into this. So <laughs> to start off, we're going to explain what is the Mandela effect. So it went on the internet because I you know, know what it is, but let's see what the internet has to say. So medicalnewstoday.com says the Mandela effect is when a group of people misremembers a historical event or person. Um, it was actually the writer and researcher Fiona Brome. She coined the term. This is what I didn't know. She coined the term just over a decade ago. I don't know why I thought it had been like an effect that or a, a, um, um, I can't think of the word I want to use. Uh, an effect that like had started before that. I don't know about you, but it was apparently like 2011 or 2012 that this term started being used, the Mandela effect. Did you know that? Maybe. I mean, I really heard about it. I mean, I feel like more like about maybe five-ish years ago. And I definitely have some memories with some of these too. But yeah. Um, so what had happened was, it's just over a decade ago when she created a website talking about her recollections of the former South African president Nelson Mandela and how he died in prison in the 80s. But he didn't die. Or the 80s. The 90s? Everybody that remembers this happening remembers him dying in the early 80s. Oh, really? But he didn't die. And through this website, she learned that so many other people had the same memory that he died. But he lived until, gosh, well into his old age. I can't remember exactly what year he died, but it wasn't too long ago. Um, so it's uh, the phenomena. That's the word I was trying to remember before the phenomena of this. And some of them I'm like, no, it doesn't really hit me like the monopoly man. That one is where he's got a monocle, but he doesn't have a monocle. No, I, I never remembered him with a monocle. Um, Spelling of things like Fruit Loops or Kit Kat. People have said that's a Mandela effect. I don't think so. I think we just mis- misremember or just assume. Um, the one that really got me, though, was the Berenstain Bears spelling. Mm-hmm. You remember those those books from well, when absolutely. we were kids? Absolutely. That one floored me because if you had asked me, how do you spell Berenstain Bears? I would have spelled it with the last three letters, I-E-N, Berenstain Bears. Or E. 100%. But not A. It's, it's the E, not no. that. How it's spelled in actuality is B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Yeah. That's how it is on all the books and the little videos. But my memory is E-I-N. Well, yeah. And it's I have this specific memory in second grade of the librarian coming over to me in the corner in the library where she goes, it's Baron Stain Bears, not Baron Steen. And then walking away. But she was like all the way across the room. And it just almost is like, why would I remember that, though? That's why would it even be like a why would a that topic be a for her to bring up yeah. across the room where I'm reading quietly? Like, it just feels like that's a weird memory it's a it's a funky memory so it's and everybody that thinks it's spelled e-i-n has the same kind of memory of it being spelled like that because that's how you say it i remember checking out every single one and reading all of them like that was definitely a book i liked Uh so my parents have like uh an original copy of one of the books that she bought brand new in the 80s or the 70s or something 
And mm. so after I came across this idea of this Mandela effect in the Berenstein Bears, I was like, the next time I'm at their house, I have to look at this hard copy and see what it says. And I was so convinced it was going to be E-I-N, but no, I went and I grabbed this super old book that's been read hundreds and hundreds of times. It's like falling apart mm. and it's spelled A-I-N. And like, I got, it was a weird like what? moment. Like I got a little bit dizzy and things felt weird. And I was like, this, I don't understand this. So that one is a weird one. Um, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah, Um, that was, that was one that I didn't believe at all in the beginning. And then I have a specific memory in like, like I must've been like in first grade or something, but it was when Shazam came out. And I specifically remember a boy in class saying this weekend, I'm going to see the Shaq movie with the, what is it? The, the, the genie. But then I remember him also mentioning there was another one. And I remember going to the theaters and I remember seeing the poster with like, there was hands reportedly like- a movie called Shazam. Yeah. With Sinbad, the actor Sinbad playing the genie. Okay. In actuality, there's a movie called Kazam with Shaq. Okay, okay, okay. So what it was is Sinbad, but then also Sh- there was both of them or something. I don't know, but I remember right. specifically that there were two or something. I, I didn't I didn't right. like double check that before we talk. It's just you have that memory right. and it's there that there were two. When I I don't have memory of two, but I have like a vague memory of it being Sinbad and something called Shazam. I don't remember seeing it. And I texted my brother. He's about four years older than me. So in the 90s, some of his memories are uh, better than mine. And I said, was there a movie that had Sinbad where he's a genie? And he wrote back, yeah, it was called Shazam. Yeah. And people would say it too, like the kids. Right. You know, like when we were kids. But as it is, there's no record of that. There's only Kazam featuring Shaq. I remember so. Fruit of the Loom with the cornucopia. I remember Chick- Me too. having the like weird, like it wasn't Chick. It was like with a C or a K. And some people remember it going from K to C to then. Yeah, I don't have a memory of that specifically, but I I believe you. The The Fruit of the Loom, that one was weird because for sure, if you asked me to draw the Fruit of the Loom logo, it would have the cornucopia with the fruit coming out of it 100%. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, did you? Oh, go ahead. I think I was just going to say that once I got an email from Chick-fil-A corporate like 10 years ago, and the logo actually was just CFA. And like, they were so upset that they accidentally sent me an internal logo logo. And they specifically said, the public is not allowed to see this. Please do not ever share this logo that was in this is supposed to be an internal logo within. uh, And they were like, really concerned. And I was like, oh, weird no problem, because I'm talking about it, but it's not like I'm sharing what I saw, but it was just a capital, sure. C, capital F, capital A. And I'm thinking, yeah. like, what's the big deal with that? So I, again, I've had that experience, but my only thing I can think about with Fruit of the Loom, all other than like, I do have that memory is that kid, as kids, did we not have like a cornucopia up on the bulletin board in the month of November? I feel like oh, a lot probably. of had that. So that cornucopia. Like at school. Yeah, at school. And that's the only Mm -hmm. thing I can figure. But you and I are both like, oh, yeah, absolutely. There was even like t-shirts. 100%. Fruit of the Loom. And so, yeah. All the commercials, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, those commercials played over and over and over on television. And so like. My favorite proofs of it is you see people dressing up in Halloween costumes or doing skits, like mimicking it. And all these things are in like Halloween costumes or like mimicked, which means, and they're like old photos and old videos, which tell me even during that time when they were like mimicking what's going on, like the same thing with like Britney Spears with having that little microphone beside her face. It's in all these Halloween costumes. Have you ever heard about that? Did she not? Did well, she like, not have a microphone? Wearing, no, she didn't have that microphone by her face. No, she it, had like a flesh-colored microphone on stage. But apparently, 
yeah, okay, we definitely remember that, like watching MTV Awards or something. Why like, wouldn't she be? Like but, when she would get up there and sing, she had like that, like here's just another hidden thing, microphone. Like, I remember her plaid skirt, like in the first video, but like apparently it's a whole different color. And like even. Yeah, she- see that one? I don't have enough of a memory of that video to like say one way or the other, but uh, that one isn't as strong for me just because it, her costume resembles like a schoolgirl Catholic school costume. And so those are usually plaid. And so our minds just associate that. But if you have like a direct memory of that skirt being plaid, I'm going to have to defer to you because I don't have that. Oh, this is so weird. I'm reading right here. I just popped up while I'm like checking my notes that Leonardo DiCaprio did not win an Oscar for What's Eating Gilbert Great, apparently. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. But I remember. Oh, that's so. See, I. And other people remember it too, but I don't remember that. I remember the outrage that he didn't win. I remember there was some movie he was in next, and even the trailer said Academy Award winning. And this is when he was still young, like in the trailer of other movies, Academy Award winning, Leonardo. Like, Could it have said like Academy Award nominee? Oh, you're there. Like you nominated. Go. That is okay. You're, that, that's possible. Yeah. I'm an open-minded yeah. person, but. Like how he didn't win for that movie. I don't know. He's amazing. <laughs> in acting, not in real life. <laughs> Agreed. That's a whole different episode. Okay. This one, this next one that I want to talk about made me dizzy when somebody told me it wasn't real. Did you watch Disney VHS at home as a kid? Disney DHS? VHS, the Disney videos. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. You're going to watch The Little Mermaid or you're going to put in Beauty and the Beast. And it's got that intro shot of the castle, right? Do you remember that? Mm Mm-hmm. And Tinkerbell flies in, and what does she do? She like bops her little wand, and it like boom, like something. Why? And then it like doesn't work at first, so she kind of has to tap it a couple times, and then she dots the eye and flies away. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. That didn't happen. Well, I think that happened. So what's interesting is working in the film industry on the business side, logos develop and change. I think right. in the very early ones, it was like blue in the background and just white, uh-huh. and it just like kind of like almost like a sparkler goes across but that was that is a definite now that I've seen that logo where she bops and it doesn't happen now that does that never ever happen I there's reportedly no record of her doing that in an intro ever on the Disney movies right ever whoa ever 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 not in the earlier ones never never what there yeah that one made my head spin yeah I mean, there are just so I could go on and on and on about there's just so many. Okay, so like, here's an example, risky business when he slides across the floor. Now, I never really watched that movie, but I have seen people in Halloween costumes with the sunglasses on. And I do remember the sunglasses in the advertising things, but he never wore them. Apparently, he slides across the floor, but not in. Oh, I remember right one. He has the sunglasses on on all the promo posters. Okay. And the movie, um, the 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 cover on the movie on the DVD or the VHS, he's got the the sunglasses and he's kind of tipping them down and looking over them. I used to work at a video rental store that doesn't exist anymore, so um, it's for sure on that. But the scene where he slides across the floor, no, he's not wearing the sunglasses there. I think. I can't believe is that the contention that he's wearing them or he's not wearing them. Um, I think it's that he's not, he never wore them, but I think people remember him sliding across the floor and like turning around and like dipping the glasses down or something. But I mean, I think I have a big problem yeah. with the logos. I remember Jiffy, but I do remember as a child, I mean, I have such a good memory, unfortunately. But- oh, the peanut butter, whether it's like, Ippy and Jif, there's Jif, peanut butter, and there's Skippy, and you're remembering it as Jiffy. I do remember that, but I also remember in the grocery store when I was young, my mother going, honey, it's Jif or Skippy, not Jiffy. So see, somehow I was still remember calling it Jiffy for some reason. Like, did I watch some like 
show all the time where they called it that because you know how like shows can't talk about name brands where that stuck yeah well they'll make something up yeah like a memory now but yeah a lot of logos that change I've definitely looked up a logos and I'm like yeah it used to be that it used to be that I do like the Kit Kat had the hyphen or like I don't remember that at all and now it's like Tostinos I think it was like they switched that Totino's was Totino's. I do remember that changing Totino's. or something. The devil stuff Oreo had the two F's, not the one F. And huh. I, I don't know, like not that I ate a lot of Oreos. It's just somehow there's so many of them for me. Yeah. Um. But then there, there are occasionally others. Now Oscar Meyer, I don't remember it being spelled the other way m-e-y-e-r is how it's spelled and i just remember that because of the song right um m-a-y no oh i said m-e-y-e-r and it's m-a-y-e-r (laughs) m-e-y-e-r like we remember that little my baloney has a first name it's o-s-e-a-r my baloney has a second name it's m-a-y-e-r i totally remember it being m-e yikes it's M-A-Y-E-R. My so goodness. like how does how does he never say Luke, I am your father? Do you remember? How he doesn't. Guys? He says, I am your father. He doesn't say his name, but what happened was is when people quoted it, they added Luke, and that became a pop culture okay. thing. Okay. That was a repeat. So uh-huh. So there's there's all these people. Now, I now one of the coolest thing I've ever found about the Berenstein Bears since we kicked it off like that is I did hear a story of this guy who said that he went all the way up in his attic and he found an old VHS and it was spilled the way that all these people remember it with the E not the I think egg. I saw that. He, he, he yeah. saw a photo and he shared it and uh-huh. and that was like, oh, these little residues right. they call it like residue but if it really was ei it's trippy because that hard copy of that book that my mom has had since before i was born is ai n so the timing of when this woman fiona brome created the website talking about south africa and president mandela dying but not dying was in 2011 or 2012 now what's interesting about that we'll get into that but let's talk about the cern super collider because i did not know what this was and what does that have to do with mandela effect (laughs) um it's what they call a large hadron and it was first fired up in 2008 and then restarted in 2009. And that was about the same time that people were, that this woman started that website about remembering President Mandela dying and other people saying, yeah, he did. Wait, he didn't, but I remember him dying. So those dates kind of line up. Hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Just to explain what this Large Hadron Collider is, because I don't understand these types of physics. I am not a scientist. I My background is in retail sales, makeup, and um, I've been parenting for the last 14 years, so I feel like I've been living in a hole. But I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert on anything. So from the internet, it is the world's most powerful particle accelerator. What that means? I don't know. Let's keep going. The Large Hadron Collider, or LAHC, was constructed by the European Organization for Nuclear Research, or CERN, in the same 27-kilometer tunnel that housed Large Electron-Positron Collider, or LEP. The tunnel is circular and located 50 to 175 meters below ground on the border between France and Switzerland. It ran its first test operation in September of 2008. That's when my son was born. An electrical problem in a cooling system on September 18th resulted in a temperature increase of about 100 degrees Celsius in the magnets, which are meant to operate at temperatures near absolute zero. 
So it restarted. So they cut that off and it restarted in November of 2009. Shortly after that, on November 30th, it supplemented the the Fermi National Accelerators Laboratories. Tevatron is the most powerful particle accelerated when it boosted protons to energies of 1.18 tera electron volts. Again, I don't know what all of this means, but I just want it out there for uh, to explain what we're getting into here. Um, in March 2010, scientists at CERN announced that a problem with the design of superconducting wire in the LHC required that the collider run at half energy shut down in February 2013 to fix the problem, yada, yada. Um, I don't need to go into the rest of all of that detail. So they, bear with me while I well, get I'll through my notes here. Well, I'll interesting things that I found with, with CERN is there's, there's this aspect where they've, made it seem like they're expecting ancient entity entities to like yeah yeah so basically like i have it broken down in my notes a little bit better it's Mm -hmm. a machine that accelerates elementary particles like electrons or protons to very high energies they produce beams of charged particles that can be used for a variety of research purposes such as black holes um and so, like, the theory is, could the CERN Collider be causing us to slip into other realities or dimensions? Yeah, bear in mind, the logo has a 666 in it, and there's been video footage found of rituals wearing these kinds of robes, like, um, behind the Sheba statue that they have there, which is like the god of the underworld, and CERN is actually... That they have where? Um, they have it in front of one of their two buildings and um, CERN okay. is actually short for like CERN fuss or CERN. It's, it's, it's the go- ancient God of the underworld. And so you piece some of this together and you're like, why do you have 666 in your logo? Like, why do you have these silk sheets or these silk like, um, yeah, sheets with ancient languages on it because they say that if ancient entities come through, it's like they're ready to give a message to ancient. There's all this ancient text, like as if like, what are you wanting these entities to be able to read and communicate with you? What what's kind of why is that over there? And they they're trying to recreate something called the God particle. So you know, this is where I see. They're trying to be God or reinvent God with these like anti-gravity particles and these, like they're, they're able to cause earthquakes with how they're sending this, all this into the earth. Is that the graviton particle? Well, they're building onto it right now to be able to do it faster and, and larger. But here's the, what the thing is, is they're not going to ever come out and say we're building a time machine or we are trying to do these things even people that are in the thing they may say oh we're just studying anti-gravity particles and right so So reportedly like yeah one of the particles they're looking for is the graviton particle or a quantum particle and it uh, theoretically is supposed to correspond with how gravity would react between different dimensions it's still hypothetical so they're mentioning dimensions. Okay, see, there's even that right there. Well, I got that. That's that's from a different source. Um, I wasn't smart and I didn't write down. I didn't cite that. But um, neutrinos. Theoretically, um, the graviton quantum particle could correspond with how gravity would react between different dimensions. But again, it's still all hypothetical. But, you know, all these weird instances of our different memories versus what is documented in our history. It's not something that is like easily ignored. Here's an interesting connection with that is CERN invented the first computer that could get on the internet. So we're finding all these things on the internet and they own it. They still have it there, but the internet that we've ever, the first thing in the internet was on a computer out of CERN. So, so there's some of that too, where we're able to find that information and what can be even searched. They have the original. 
Um, and so they're very big into cycles and dates and schedules. They're, they're lining up a lot of their, if you look at the dates when they decide to like blast these heavy particles into the earth, which can result in earthquakes that the calculated places on the earth, they're doing it based on certain dates where constellations are in the sky um, and, and mm. ritualistic type dates. So that's a whole nother thing to factor in. Where are they sending these particles into the earth? Where's the, where's the opposite effect? And they're using magnets. A lot of the technology with the, these machines, it's not like lasers shooting all over the place. There's these very, very, very heavy magnets. So whether repelling or attract and they're, they're able to like split and, you know, split an electron away from an atom. And you think like, oh, that reminds me of like an atom bomb or something like that, but they're doing it on such a micro tiny level where it's contained and you can't even really see it. And it's, um, it just seems, um, very, very like what's, what are they trying to do? And so I don't know what else, is there anything else that you wanted to mention to that? I just, I, I just feel like it's a bit of a mystery, but also they're kind of telling us a lot with some of this, because one thing about that recorded ritual, and I think it was 2016, you know, there's never been a movie that came out that showed it. So they can't go, Oh, Oh yeah, we were just filming or something like that. It's like, okay, mm. they did that. And that was, this, you know, a camera that caught it by like a bystander, but it's not like it ever ended up in a TV show or movie. So why are they doing these, you know, things in robes and, and ritualistic. And, and Did they ever like respond to any questions about that or have they just ignored it? Um, apparently they, they have, um, you know, I, I think that what I've saw and I didn't read the article further to be, you know, very transparent is they said that it was very surprising their response to summoning demons, but that's been kind of a very recent article that came out less than a year ago where, you know, again, they're talking about dimensions and ancient entities and like in the spiritual realm, it's like, like they're summoning like demons likely, but okay. like, okay. And, and then something else to take into consideration is, you know, if someone from a hundred years ago was here present now, they would almost see airplanes and cars as time travel. Because like a hundred years ago, it would take you a month to go as far in a car as we can go in a day. So like that in a way is it's space and time. And so we're able, it's like matter going through space is a way that it's, it's like your time is going faster. So just look at incrementally on like a exponential graph. It's like really whatever able to go even faster, like either direction. Um, and as, and as we're mentioning astrology connected with CERN, there's an interesting Bible passage that I wanted to bring up in Joshua chapter 10, where it says, and never had it happen before until now, but Josh, but God stopped the sun for one days. So Joshua was in battle and it says that God actually stopped the sun in the sky for a whole day. So they had a whole right. extra and it said, how much does, does God um, really love Israel? And so then it also pre pre the pretext to that part of chapter 10 says, as also mentioned in the book of Jasser or in the book of Jasher. And so book of Jasser is not even in the Bible canon. And so it just kind of was brought to my attention that when Jesus Christ walked the earth, um, he was walking with you know, at the book of Enoch, for example, would have been one of the canons at that time because the New Testament hadn't even been written. And so the big book of Enoch talks about um, basically demons that come to the earth and teach us this technology from the tree of knowledge versus the tree of life that we shouldn't even know. So it's kind of like teaching us about science and alchemy and and different things about the stars, like we weren't in weapons and war and all this stuff. And so it's, it's an interesting thing of like, then, you know, um, we were provided all this knowledge. And so it's like some of this, like time travel to me, like, what do you think? Do you think time travel is possible or a definite yes or a definite no? I am split 
on time travel um, because I don't want to say it's impossible or it hasn't happened because I mean, if it, if it is possible, then, you know, time is kind of irrelevant, but there's weird things like photographs that kind of look out of place for their time um, that are hard mm-hmm. to explain. Um, I haven't seen anything really definite that's going to make me say, yeah, for sure, that's evidence of time travel. But I'm not going to say that, no, it's not possible. Um, so I believe, you know, what you were talking about. Uh, so God summoning offers, like right. dark ones to give kind of dark technology like this, Even the hypothetically, mm-hmm. you know, I believe that technology is a gift from God. So I guess conversely, we can get other technologies from the other side. I never had like even thought about that. So if that's what they're doing, which I'm not saying that's what they are doing. um, It's, it's interesting because then it would be for sure of a more nefarious purpose other than looking for um, research purposes but I'm not making any claims against anybody. These are just our opinions. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a lot of evil so, tries to copy and, and even like counter God. And so if God from scripture like operates outside of time, then it seems like then evil is maybe trying to go, oh, we can operate outside of time too if we're trying to be God. And so it's, it's like yeah. going and, See, and I have, and there is a big like competition right now. Like, is it, trust the science or trust God. And so if science is trying to do this, maybe they are trying to master that. I do think it's, it's uh, kind of, I think it's wrong to try to separate God and science because I think God operates within those. He's, he's in charge of like those physics and the science and the rules that we've learned about. Does that make sense? Right. It's like assigning that the science is the master versus you know, I believe the creator, the creator you know, of it and how he, yeah. Yeah. Like so, yeah. Okay. The creation versus the creator. Right. So what does all this have to do with like time travel and time slipping? So with the Mandela effect and what does that have to do with time travel? So if there is time travel or time slipping and they are using technology, whether it's from the, the Hadron Collider or something else, what does that have to do with logos being changed? The fruit mm-hmm. of the loom the, you know, people remember Skechers shoe brand having a T in there. Um, there's another one with like Coca-Cola zero sugar. Um, some fans it's of the totally. company believe that the sugar free cola is called Coke zero. In actuality, it's called Coca-Cola zero sugar or Coca-Cola zero. Yeah, and nothing is labeled Coke Zero. I actually remember it being labeled Coke Zero on the bottles. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so what would like the purpose? Like, how does that all connect then? Because your interpretation of that and your theory on why logos are different. Yeah, I have a theory. It was something that I've never thought about, and I. I want you to explain it and then I want to talk about like whether I think that would be not whether it would be possible, but whether it would actually happen. Good. Go ahead. Yeah. So I've spent recent years in contract, like company contract, like legal um, business acquisitions and mergers and, and these type of contracts have spent a lot of time in that. And so, um, I've seen people try to get out of what they promised to do in contracts. And it just kind of occurred to me, would it make a contract null and void if I had a contract with Laura Davis versus like, you know, Lorena, Aina, whatever your name, not, it's not your real name. Oh gosh. Should I just, <laughs> you have to like keep that out now. 
that's fine. Oh no. I'm not too worried. (laughs) The thing is, is like, you know, you change and you know, they always say in a contract, you always need to check that you cross your T's and dot your I's. That's like the slang in, in it. And so it's like, what if you're switching the T and I, then it's not even making a deal with that person or that thing. And so it just. Okay. So for example, like fruit loops, people remember fruit being spelled F R U I T loops but it's actually spelled fruit with f-r-o-o-t loops which i remember the looney tunes with the zero zero and i don't remember i remember it actually being the tunes with t-u-n-e-s yeah okay so yeah so 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 say they like had a big deal like a million dollar deal buying grain to like make the cereal or like with a cardboard company to make the cardboard boxes and they promised to pay this kind of money if you went back in time and that name is not the same name, it's like, well, I'm sorry, like I'm speaking in lawyers speak, then you didn't even have a deal with Kellogg's, for example, or General Mills or these type of companies. You just had a, a null and void contract immediately because it's not the product. So I feel like these companies, you know, <laughs> right now we're getting the richer getting richer, the poor getting poor with inflation and greed. And so it's kind of like, to me, it was like a power play. Like, why wouldn't you pay some scientists to like be able to like, if like, what is the effort? Like what would be the point of time travel? And I think of the most notable time to travel story is this guy showed up. No one had ever heard of him before with $800. And within like a few days, he turned it into 350 million on the stock market. And it's just literally impossible. And then they take him to jail. He says he's a time travel. And then in jail the next morning, he's gone. So it's like, right. okay, so there's an example of what would be the point of going back in time unless it was money. So if you could be greedy and undercut your rival or you're greedy and you can say, I owe you no money and you made millions instead and you kept all the money, that seems like, you know, sometimes you got to look at the motivation. And so um, there's a couple other side theories that I will point out. There's a theory that Y2K did happen that whole Y2K scare and that part of that flipped electronically a lot of these things where a lot of people thought, Oh, nothing happened. Y2K because the Y2K, there's a Y2K um, company that's connected with a nuclear power plant. And so they would have some of this nuclear technology to do some of these things. Um, And then there's also another theory that the whole mind calendar, Oh, the world's going to end in 2012. Well, it did in a way that's this kind of this kind of like flipped some of the stuff where it put us into a parallel universe to stay alive still. So we're kind of still the world didn't add. We just got flipped into a parallel universe. And then people have these group memories from different parallel universes. And that would be more towards like the time slipping or yeah, so some of it is like to mention. So, okay. Then- the con- I understand the concept of like being able to utilize a technology to go back and change things and then, mm. you know, get rid of a bad deal or something. In practicality, I don't know, because I feel like that in itself would be really expensive to do instead of just like canceling the contract and paying like a penalty and moving well, on. It's not getting out of a bad deal. It's just, okay, it'd be like, okay, I need a million pounds of corn to make this cereal. And then they get it and then they pay them nothing. And then they say, you have a contract with fruit loop and then that contract is not enforceable right so it's too right and it's like yeah who has the most money is some of these companies and then in the future too so this is something that could have happened in the future and went back in the past so we're in and that would be wild (laughs) if that was possible and would i put it past those people to utilize that no if I think if they could do that, they would definitely utilize that and we'd be none the wiser, I guess. But Or like, yeah. let's go back to the time. T- <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I was going to say the Titanic. Somebody went back and warned them. Who knows? But but the thing is. Yeah, who knows? So if they, you know, it's like, okay, so you can use like, okay, let's think about what CERN can do. And this is super speculative. But just from layman's terms or like an average person's mind, what blow up rocks or like you know, cause earthquakes, a lot of that's really destructive. But if they could find a way to go back in time, I mean, think about how your life would be different if you could go back in time and change one experience or like, 
tips. Like I was talking about with someone today, I have a memory of an angel saving my life because it somebody saved me, but then someone else was standing there and they didn't see them. So that there's, there's this story where they, that person. And so things like that happen. And if I, I really think about what would have probably happened is I would have been ran over. My legs would have been broken in that situation. And then you think about the whole rest of my life. I, you know, something weird like that were like how you couldn't have done all the things with that, those limitations of traveling sure. or dancing. It's just literally so impactful. And so um, I think there are very super ultra wealthy and they have agendas. And here's an example. Say you're a billionaire. Would you not want to make your millionaire friends a billionaire? You see, and then like that's untouchable for an average person. They couldn't become a millionaire, you know, hundred millions and billions. That's just way out of scope. And so then they're friends with other people where they can. So that's literally the definition of a, con- of a conspiracy is you conspire together. You just, it's not even a bad term. It's kind of become a bad term through conspiracy theories like, oh, let's right. shame it. It's cuckoo versus like, wait, these these keep coming. It's just literally like a band together, like a contract between people to like conspire to do something. And a lot of time it could be a good thing. Like you and I could conspire to raise money for charity and help people. But right. A lot of people don't right. think of that word that way. Right. A conspiracy theory is something more nefarious, something um, well, it's you know, more mysterious. People working together, and certainly money is right. power, and people could be doing that. It's just an idea, right? As far as like, so do I? On do I? Do I think really that they're using time travel to make themselves richer? I I have yet to to really be convinced of that. Um, do I think we've slipped into a different dimension? I'm kind of at like a no to a maybe, like somewhere in between that. <laughs> so I do think but the collective memories that are so similar with so many other people, I think the internet and just like the, I really think around 2008, 2009, when social media took off, I think that added to that collective phenomena of people remembering things differently than they quote actually were um but if you had asked me specifically to describe the beginning of that disney of a disney movie at home movie that's what i would have described if you asked me you know about what was one of the other ones what the what the fruit of the loom logo looked like i would have described it that way so some of these are just kind of triggered by somebody saying um like hey you remember jiffy peanut butter You'd be like, yeah, I totally do. But if you say, hey, what was your favorite peanut butter? You would probably just start off either by saying Jif or Skippy. Do you see what I mean? Like some of these, some of these Mandela effects themselves are kind of triggered by, um, you know, that, that idea being planted before, you know, it, it wouldn't have come up by yourself. You know what I mean? Well, have you, I'm sure you've seen back to the future. Remember what Biff went back and, and he was the bad guy and what he went to steal. Do you remember this? It was the sport betting page so he could get rich. And so the alternate reality was the bad guy is rich. Oh, and like I said, if they could, they would, are they? (laughs) I don't know. And I kind of don't think so. (laughs) I was like, I hope not. <laughs> and then I'd really want But if that was like I don't know what I would even do about it. I'm not <laughs> So are there bad guys and good guys? Hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Just kidding. Of course. Um of course. one of the and then like kind of the coolest, it's like hard to put into words, but one of the coolest things that I've put in visually is that in scripture it talks about future prophecy that there'll be a new heaven and new earth. And so there, it's not even that there's a paradigm shift. It's that in, in scripture, we live in a new earth one day that's like perfect and peaceful and that it's already started to split. So we are currently on the old earth and the new heaven in recent, whether it's 2012 or 2000 kind of split around this time. And so the new heaven that we live in post apocalyptic, post-millennium of 
Christ reign and stuff like that. That new earth is there and it's perfect. But now we're pulled away where um, prophecy states there's more evil and demonic energy and we're stuck in this old earth. And so there was this visualization of like this earth splitting and one going up and one going down and we're still stuck in this realm, which is very like cool and out there, but it also feels like hopeful versus like, Oh no, are we like stuck in this and it's so big and it's so disastrous versus like, there's this new place. And the only way is like the soul transferring, which is, um, makes sense again with prophecy of rushing some of these through the portals and this future prophetic warfare that will take place of good versus evil and stuff like that. But, um, that's just a very basic explanation. Again, it's, it's, it's hard to describe without like parallel universes or parallel, like, you know, um, or like time split. And, and it's just like, these are things where, are people greedy? Could be, could, could, could greed be a motivation factor here? It in some kind of similar way of, you know, why would you change like food labels, you know, and then why, how would it, how would it get erased off the internet? Well, CERN owns the first computer that even launched the internet period. So they have that algorithm of the internet even launching and starting and, uh, I think there's a video of a demon coming through a CERN portal that went viral. If you never saw that, but that's the big talk is there's actual photo of a demon coming through it. And so when you start to do your own research, which we encourage you all to do, because this is just all like, could be this could be that. Um, I'll just conjecture. It's like, is that a cloud of smoke or is, do you really think that's a picture of a demon, you know? And it's like, well, or could it it never be? And like, right. It's hard. It's hard to trust things with as good as like deep fakes can be and special effects and Photoshop and all the ways you can doctor a photo or a video. It's really hard to just rely on what you see through the internet. And that makes all of it just the more, all the more tricky. Well, and I think they didn't deny some of these things when they were asked and, and what I could read up on so far, which, which found it kind of interesting. But again, like, apparently there's even a program where like young geniuses can come and, and learn things. But like, would they really tell their employees that you're working on a time machine today? They'd be like, no, we're going in, we're going to work on the anti-gravity over here. Like, like even the people who own it are in charge they may not even be transparent with the press or their employees so then there's this gray um that you have to leave it up to the imagination or or chance and we have to maybe give some time in the future to see more of what's really yeah true and not it's it's interesting for sure it's something to think about um and there's more evidence of memory implants in people, which is like really out there. But to think that like, is there some experiment that's like planting memories in people like that? Yeah, that's that. I can't, I can't yeah, even yeah. think about that. That's going to weird me out a little too much. <laughs> events that like They like try to plant memories in people that are even your past, you know? Oh, no, thank like, you. Uh, it's kind of like, Oh, that'd be terrible, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> please have that not be it. Please, no. No, thank you. <laughs> I am not important enough. Please don't do that to me. <laughs> no, you're so important. It's not, yeah. <laughs> so. Not on that level that I need to be messed with. I'm good. No, thank you. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> all right well let us know what you think um if time travel is real if we're in another dimension i do believe in multiple dimensions i don't know if we've slipped into a different one where just different subtle things have been changed i don't know enough of these little clues add up that make me think that something is going on but i don't know what so let us know what you guys think about this do you think that 
the elites would use time travel to maximize their profits? Or do you think that's just a little too far-fetched? Do you think that the CERN super collider is slipping us into other dimensions um, or is a summoner of demons? I'm not sure. Let us know. You can find us on Instagram at conspire.me. Um, are there any projects you're working on right now, Ren, that you want to talk about? Um, I will. And I will have a guest on in the future that it's, you know, very interesting. Uh, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. I'm but looking forward I'm, to I'm that. I'm really excited on the TV shows I'm working on and, and I will at a time share with everybody. So definitely, you know, thanks for listening. And until next Look forward time. to that. Until next time, um, check out my other show. Um, I have yet to publish episodes. I am teaching myself how to edit audio and it's been a struggle, but you can find me on Instagram for that show called Fans of Flanagan, where my cousin Noah and I do a rewatch show with shows that were created by show creator Mike Flanagan. I probably could have said that in a less redundant way. Mike Flanagan creates shows and we are a fan of his. So right now we're discussing Midnight Club one episode at a time. So find us on Instagram at Fans of Flanagan or look that up anywhere you listen to your podcasts. Um, I'll hopefully get some of those episodes up soon. Um, Hope to see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye, y'all.